Hey, and welcome to the BuildCast. Hope you're having a wonderful day. And today I am talking to... Amelia Jimenez. <laughs> and how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for being here. Uh-huh. What you, would you think when Meadow and Kaya and Jan asked you if you wanted to be part of this interesting podcast <laughs> it is interesting i thought oh it's an honor <laughs> i never done anything like this before so it's a first for me <laughs> have you ever watched or heard any no. podcasts no no i hardly oh. you know i just regular stuff but not n- nothing that i follow i would say okay that's <laughs> yeah i was um they they've always talked about you and they've always said that you've you know, brought up some of the conversations, and to me, they've always caught my attention. I'm just like, oh, I have to, I have to speak to her eventually, <laughs> and then that's when the conversations of, of oh, you're related to her got brought up, and yes. that's when it almost threw me off. I was just like, oh, I didn't know this. Yes, but it's because they love me. Because <laughs> I love them too. <laughs> no, but even some of the conversations that they've brought up to me was even like it's caught my my attention, and I've really wanted to. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, where'd, where'd you grow up? Actually, I was born in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And then uh, we lived there for quite a long time. Then my dad decided that we were going to go live to Mexico. Uh-huh. And we were already going to school. I was in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And he sent us to Mexico, and we went to live in a ranch where there was no electricity, no running water. No nothing. We had to go find the water at a... At a, what do you call it, like um, a well, yeah, a well. That just was a natural well, and we would go get water and live there. And we thought we were, like, camping Mm -hmm. all the time, you know. Then about after a year and a half, we came back, and we continued going to school here. And I grew up here in Cathedral City. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. So ever since then, you just Yeah, ever since then. Since I was about, I think it was five when we came back. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah, ever since then. Then I met Meadow here. (laughs) (laughs) yeah a couple years and have you liked it here in the valley have you ever you know it's very nice here because very peaceful like when you go into LA you see all the traffic and all the congestion and all the people and even just the streets out there it's like wow and here it's very peaceful but at the same time there are a lot of opportunities once you go to the bigger cities Mm -hmm. but I like it here I think to raise a family it's a good place to raise a family, mm-hmm. yes, I've, yeah. I've I've always noticed that it's mm-hmm. it's like growing up here as as someone who's younger, it's yeah. almost like not almost the ideal city to grow up, but to settle down and to raise a family, it's very, it's very, very nice. It even, is even, very peaceful. Even myself was like, if I've ever had to come back and raise a family, I would. Mm-hmm. It would, I would be a good to, place. I would love to do it here. Yes. Yeah, huh. I think so too. I liked it. But it does get very hot in the summers. Oh, yes, definitely. So we would try to leave in the summers at least for a month uh-huh. or two all the time. That's why I feel like we we would leave a lot, go places and do things, go on vacation every year, like to the beach and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of life. You know, you have yeah. to take the time to do things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's been good. I like it here, that's except fair. for the heat. Yeah. Except for the heat, yes. Yeah. And so, do you mind if I ask how Not how, how, how old are you? I'm 64. You're 64? Yes. Okay. Joseph was telling me just a while ago, oh, Mom, I didn't think you were that old. You're old. I said, yes, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> That's life. That's life, yeah. Time goes by very fast. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 I've, I've always thought about it and always think about it. 
it's like time goes by way too quick to the point where it's like I don't even know what it's like what day it is what what week or month and which part of it is yeah it does but that's when you have to realize you have to take the time to every day appreciate what you have and uh, and live that day you know to its fullest every day instead of saying wow yesterday I was supposed to do something but I put it aside if you know you've planned to do something Mm -hmm. do it because yesterday won't come back again it's gone yeah you know, so I think it's enjoy every single day of your life because that's the only thing you have. And those are the things that we will value when we grow older. We will think of things like, oh, do you remember Meadow? I remember one time they went to visit us. We were building a house in Borrego Valley because we went to live there for about 10 years now. <laughs> and Meadow would come and Ellie would let the girls go and they would stay there with me. And uh, it was really cold. So I was finding, I was looking for things to put on them because we used up all the clothes and didn't have a lot of things to put on them. So I went and looked for a painting mask that Emmy had in the house. Uh-huh. And I doubled like a little painting mask because they're made of very thin material mm-hmm. so that she could keep warm because it was so cold. You know, but I remember that and I think that was fun. You know, mm-hmm. you look for whatever is around so that you can make things work. But those are moments that later you cherish instead of just saying, oh, no, I'm too busy. I have to do this today. I'm, I'm too busy to play with you now because I have other things to do. Mm-hmm. I'm too busy to go to the store with you. If you seriously are too busy and you have a plan, fine, you know, there is something important to do. But don't blame everything on the thing that life asks from you because you'll never have time to do it again. Maybe, you know, <laughs> one day Meadow will come and ask, you know, can we do this? And I say, no, I'll never have the chance to do that again. Mm-hmm. So what is it worth to me? It's worth a lot. You know, so all the time when they come over, I'm glad to see them. You know, anytime when they come, I'm just happy to, to have them come over. But I know they have their own things that they have to do, and I, I respect that and I appreciate that. But I, I do think that it, it's really a privilege to be able to have those moments because they'll never come again. Yeah. You know, it's... I, th- I thought it was funny. It was just like what you said when it was cold and you would try to make anything anything <laughs> out of it to warm them up. And yes. It's... It's like it, what you said was like moments like those are the moments you really look back to. Yeah, and you remember those. And things. you remember those, mm-hmm. even though it's like, even though it was like a struggle, it doesn't. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter like what struggle. It's like those are the times you go back to, and it's like, man, yeah. it's like do you remember when? Yeah. Like this happened and this happened and it's just like. And it's funny, and we laugh about it, you know, yes. because it was just nonsense things we do, mm-hmm. but yet it was fun things. They were telling me that you owned a big chunk of property. Yeah, it was somewhere. 40 acres. 40 acres? In Borrego Valley, yeah. Oh in Borrego Springs. It was huge and it was a lot of fun. That's where uh, Meadow broke Kaya's <laughs> leg. Or leg. And they were riding <laughs> their motorcycles. And, uh, but it was fun too, although. <laughs> Uh-huh. Mischievous w- things. Where's Where's that at? I'm it's like going towards San Diego. Uh-huh. Like if you're going to Mexicali, right before you get to where the inspection area is. Yeah. You go up the hill there. You know where the. Um, I don't know if you've been to Mexicali lately, but there is um. Is it a Seven Eleven store, or what is it? Before we go up to the. It's. A.M. P.M. Yeah, it's an A.M. P.M. And uh, you go up that road and it's about 30 miles maybe mm-hmm. about 30 miles and then that's where Borrego Springs is and it's very pretty mm-hmm. but I don't like to be away from people 
Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was very isolated. Very, it was like very, it, it very. was like its own like. Oh yeah, we didn't have any neighbors anywhere. Oh really? No. Coyotes at night and the whole thing dirt, a lot of dirt, and uh, there was people that there were people that would go visit us and they would say, "Oh, this is so beautiful. It's so nice out here." I'm like, "No, I don't like it at all." So then, it was a really bad time because it was when the property started going down really bad. Uh-huh. And we had invested everything we had on there. It w- and we thought we were going to live there and, you know, just stay there. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then my husband decided to build a well, and that was expensive. It was like 250000 And then he said he was going to plant palm trees, and he bought palm trees, and they all died. Oh, and wow. he spent like $100,000 on palm trees, but they all died. So then he was like, okay, that's money that we didn't have that we had to borrow. Mm-hmm. So then we went bankrupt, and we just let it go. And you guys just let it go. Just let it go, yeah. So, but I wasn't sorry because I didn't like it. <laughs> you were just like it was almost like a blessing in disguise. Yeah. yeah. The only the only thing is is that I I had my four hundred one k and mm. I put it all in there. So then, of course, now I don't have a retirement. Yeah. You know, uh, something to fall back on. But it wasn't something that I wanted to do. So it's not worth it. There's no amount of money that can buy you happiness or yeah. peace or you know. So I didn't, and people will tell me, wow, but you lost a lot of money. Yeah, we did put a lot of money into it that just kind of disappeared, you know. Mm-hmm. It went away. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I wasn't happy there. Yeah. And my husband, I would tell him, I said, this is not what you really like. And he would say, you don't know me. You know, <laughs> but if he really would have liked a place like that, uh-huh. he would have figured out a way to stay. Mm-hmm. But he really didn't like it either. He just thought that that would be the thing to do because everybody would say, oh, wow, all that land, and it's so nice, and you can do anything you want. Mm -hmm. In a sense, yes, when you say it, Mm -hmm. but are you willing to put the work into it to do everything that it takes? It takes a lot of work. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. Having 40 acres and and being out in the middle of what sounds like nowhere, it it, it, it probably sounded like a lot to maintain. Yeah, and we built a house ourselves, so it was a lot of work. Yeah, it was a huge house. It was 13,000 square feet, so it was huge. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I think they showed me, they showed me a, a Google image yeah. a, over yeah. the, over yeah. on the satellite yeah. of the house. And yeah. I, I think Kyle was just like, well, how big was the property? And they told me like 10 acres. I'm like, 10 acres is pretty yeah. big. But, yeah, it was and they're just like, no, I think it was five. Yeah, and then, mm-hmm. like, no, it was like 30 something. Yeah, 30 yeah. something. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's insane. Yeah. Like, 30 something. It was 39.9. Acres. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe that's your mom. That's what your mom remembered. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but it was it was not worth it. I didn't think it was worth it to stay there. I really didn't like it. You didn't really like it. Mm-mm. There was no people. I mean, there was people around, uh-huh. and it was funny because I would ask. I was working in the school district there too, and yeah. I would say, "Why?" As I would ask the other people there, "Why do you live here? Why do you stay here?" Yeah. You know, when your kids grow up, and there was a lot of kids that would do nothing. I mean, they grow up and they work at the local um there was a local restaurant a few Mm -hmm. restaurants there's a few restaurants actually a local country club they end up working there and there was also like an old people's home Mm -hmm. they would end up working there and it's like yeah but there's so many other things you could do you know do you did you ever dream when you were little i wish i could be i don't know you know a pilot you Mm -hmm. know where is the school for you to go to pilot school here? You yeah. know, there isn't one. There was, it was almost like a dead end. Yeah. A yeah. dead end, yeah. And they would say, oh, no, once you come to Borrego, you just fall in love with it and you never want to go away. And I'm yeah. like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I want to go away. So when we left, I didn't feel bad. I thought it was a good thing to do. So you found it worth it 
to lose all of that that's i i wish i wouldn't have invested in that uh-huh. but my husband said he had um he doesn't have he didn't have any family here yeah. except for one cousin and he would always say to me well you have all your family here which is true mm-hmm. and i have no one and so you don't even want to do this for me you know yeah. i said no for you yeah i want to do it sure i want to do it for you but the thing is that you're here because you want to no one forced you to Mm-hmm. And if we were fir- when we were first married, if you would have said, let's go and live somewhere else, I would have proudly said yes, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what you do. But he was, he was fine, you know, in coming here. So now he was regretting it because he wanted to do something different. But I think, you know, he really didn't like it either or else he wouldn't have left. So he, it's very hard to make somebody make me feel guilty. You yeah. know? I think that everyone has the will and has the power to do what you think is best for you. Mm-hmm. And if you allow someone to make you do something you don't want, then it's not on them, it's on you for allowing it. You know, so yeah. I, don't, I don't feel guilty for it, <laughs> <laughs> for not doing what he wanted. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, that's life. <laughs> wow. Thank goodness. But yeah, it was it was a lot. I think that, yeah, we we lost a lot, but it's okay. Because in the end, you guys are, are happy, right? I'm happier. Yeah. I know I am. If my husband isn't happier, then he'll need to find something to make him happy <laughs> because I don't know. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> what is your, your grandpa? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's wow. he's pretty good. Yeah. But I can't, I can't take responsibility for what he love, likes to do. I feel like if that almost happened to someone else, they would live in almost... in. And re- for regret. And for they the re- tell us all the time. And then they tell us all the time, mm-hmm. man, I regret losing this, and I yeah. regret losing that, and that, and that. Yeah. But what I love about what you said, it's like you almost find it like almost like it's a blessing in disguise because you weren't happy there. Even though like all the money that you put in there, yeah. what was more important to you was not the, not the, not the money, yeah. but the happiness that, yeah. that it brought you. It, yeah. And I, I love it and I, I love that and I appreciate that. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> because you don't really find that very often. It's like people have always talked about, it's like, oh, I regret this. Oh, I regret that. Like, I regret losing this, this and that. But they don't realize what path they put them on to become a, a better version of themselves. And yeah, maybe, you know, maybe it's, it's, uh, it's what we were meant to do because I think we learn from everything we do. Mm-hmm. And if we wouldn't have done that, we would have never really known. And maybe always say, oh, we should have bought that land. We should have moved away. Now we did it and we know what it was like. We didn't like it. I didn't mm-hmm. like it. You know, so it's an experience. But yeah, we can't. It's very difficult to say or I feel it almost sad to hear somebody say they regret what they do because everything that you do is a learning experience. Yes. Yeah. So if we don't appreciate that, then... <laughs> I was like, tostadas. <laughs> tostadas. <laughs> then we're missing out. Yeah. And we were meant on what we were supposed to learn. Yeah. I messed up. <laughs> now I have did to you? take it apart. Yeah, I put the wrong pieces on. I don't know what I did. <laughs> it's a learning experience with these Legos. It sure it's is. Fun. Yes. Yeah. It's like, to me, money isn't what I've, what I started saying and what I've realized was money really isn't everything to life, even though, and like with my brother, um, 
my brother, you know, tells me it's like you don't know how it like how it is and this and that. It's like wait until like you get older. But if I'm gonna be honest, I was even as a as as even younger. I'm not gonna lie. I was almost fed with the with a silver spoon and yeah. I was given everything that I ever wanted. If I wanted this, my parents would try to find a way to give it to me yeah. because they felt like it, you know, okay, well my child wants this and I want my child to have a good life. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give him that. Of course. But as time goes on, I it's it's almost like, well, what did all that materialistic stuff really mean? Mm-hmm. And in the end, it's like it, it didn't really mean anything. To be honest, it didn't even really even make me feel happier or anything about myself. Yeah. And it's like if I if if I were to lose everything that I've ever gotten and received, I wouldn't really feel bad about it. I would be like, okay, well, you know, it is what it is. I can't mm-hmm. do much about it. And yeah. yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not that valuable. But some people do put value on material things. But we have to still respect that because that's the way they see it. Yeah. That's what makes them happy. And so it, each individual person has their way of seeing things. But to me, it's not the most important thing in life. Yes. And I think as, as life goes on and as I get older, and I'm pretty old now, but <laughs> unfortunately I don't feel this old maybe that I should feel. I still feel, you know, I'm going to do whatever it is. And like, you know how a lot of people will say they're afraid of dying. I'm yeah. not afraid of dying. Uh-huh. I feel I've lived the life that I should have lived uh-huh. up to now. If I die, you know, in the next minute or so, it's fine. Yeah. And if I live a hundred years, well, that's fine too. But then we have to realize that every single day that we live, we have to do because we don't know if tomorrow we will be here. Yeah. So we have to do what we think it's important to us, you know. And if working, it's important to somebody. Although I understand, I feel like you're missing out of so much because when you truly speak to them and ask them, they'll say, "Oh, I'm working because one day." I want to be able to do so many things. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? That day is today, and you're not doing it. You know, you could have maybe planned and, yeah, say, I'm going on a vacation, so I'll save because it's going to cost me $2,000, mm-hmm. you know. So then I'm going to save because this is how I want to get to that place, and I'm going to do it. And that's fine, but when you keep saying, I'm working because one day I'm going to, that day never comes. And you see it so often with people. You know, and because I've seen people that I've known, even like my dad, you know, he went to Mexico and lived there. And when he died, he was still saying he still had tons of plans. Yeah. You know, and it's okay to have plans and it's good to plan on doing things. But at the same time, we have to be realistic. Today could be the last day we live. Yeah. And that's fine. You know, but it's not always living to to think that we will leave something that's very important to us because we will do it tomorrow when we don't know if we're going to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, so... What sense does that make? To me, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The, the, the thought of dying really, it, it varies in everyone's perspective. Of course. And, and it's like, for, for, for like instance, my mother, she, she's very afraid of it. You cannot speak about the topic to her or mention anything. Like sometimes um, my dad would be listening to the TV and, my, and the TV would like, make a loud noise due to whatever my dad's watching Mm -hmm. and my mom would be like what's that and as a joke i would always say oh the world's ending the world's ending this is it right like right mom this is the end of the world this is the end of the world right (laughs) and she would she would get so upset so 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 upset Mm -hmm. to to me 
yeah, she would she would get really upset and to the point where she starts like you know ye- like yelling at me and telling me like 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 stop. This is like, not a joke. Like yeah. this isn't a joke. Like you shouldn't be joking around like that. And it, and it's and I and I tell my mom and it's just like well, if that was the case, if this was the end of the world, there's nothing you can do about it. It's mm-hmm. not like oh you know what like let's let's you know let's try to stop it. No, it's this it's is gonna this it's gonna happen. Like everything that that's happened has happened for a reason that i believe mm-hmm, and it does and even like even through struggles it's like those struggles happen for a reason and it's to make you to a make you a better person or yeah make you into whatever you have become yes yes every single thing that happens in life there's a reason for it uh-huh. and then from every single thing in life that you do or that happens to you you learn from it and if you didn't learn from it then it's a waste mm-hmm. you know that happened and there, it, it was just wasted for, I mean, it happened for nothing. It's a waste from something that you should have taken, a learning experience. You have almost like uh, not appreciated that yeah. and just decided, ah, it's not important. When it is, you know, everything is really important. It does teach us in so many ways, so many ways. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's... Um... Like dying is it? It's it's it scares my mom a lot. Uh, but to me personally, it's getting hot. Yes. But to me, it's almost just like there's nothing we can do about it. And if it's today's my time, it's today's my day to go, and I'm gonna be okay with that because yeah, there's nothing that you know, there's nothing I can do about it. Nothing and you can though, change. <laughs> even though, like I haven't done much, I feel like I've you know, live almost my life almost to the fullest and everything that I could done, I've... The life that you've lived, you've done what you wanted to do. Yeah, and I think I'm, like, exceptionally happy with what I've done. Good, yeah, that's wonderful, though. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's, like, I've met, I've met one, my mom, I've really noticed that my mom was really scared of... Of dying. (laughs) That's itself when I had a neighbor... And this, this neighbor was my best friend. We grew up mm-hmm. together. We grew up and he had a grandma. His grandma was the one who was raising him. Mm-hmm. Because his mother and their father ended up... So the mom and dad ended up in a divorce. The dad went to Mexico because that's where his family was and where he was almost had a life. So he was just like, I'm going to go back and continue it. So he did. And the mother just resorted to... Um, using drugs no that's too bad and so his grandma was the only one that was you know capable of taking care of him so Mm -hmm. his grandma was almost the one that you know that was basically his mother and Um. i always went over and we always grew up she loved me and we loved him and Mm -hmm. you know it it was very you know we we appreciated each other of course yeah and we grew up and you know and like we just grew up together we always we took them out to places she's took me out to places Mm -hmm. and she saw me as one of their own and we saw him as one of our own and she was um battling cancer for the longest time and everyone knew that one of these days it was gonna it you know it was was gonna gonna come to the end yeah it's gonna come to the end Mm -hmm. It, it was very sad to think about yeah because it's just like well this kid has nowhere to go and what happened to him and we actually, when his grandma passed away, we actually took him in. Oh, good. Yeah, his um, his brother called us and told us, hey, um, Child Protective Services, 
is at her door and trying to take Andres. That was his name. Uh. And it was it was very sad because it just it was very sad. Of course. Of, of what happened. And so he stayed at the office with them for I think about almost eight hours, almost to the whole day until we could get custody of him because they had to Gosh. get the, the people the paperwork to, the paperwork mm-hmm. and fill everything in and we thought that um people we thought that it was just gonna be like a three-month process until his brother can get a hold of him mm-hmm. but that process really turned into like almost four or five years it was a long wow. time that he was staying into our house mm-hmm. poor guy though yeah i feel really bad for what happened to him because it's like it was his only figure of parenting mm-hmm. like, was his grandmother was his grandmother and she passed away mm-hmm. but when she was passing away and she knew that her time was coming that it, it amazes me that lady just fought for the longest time the longest time she wanted to yeah she, she, she to stay with to him and she needed to stay and um and it got to the point where she knew where she was getting very sick and very sick where she knew that her time was coming and she started fixing the paperwork for her her home. Yeah. For her funeral. Oh my gosh. And she would she did everything on her own. So when when she would when she would pass away, the house would be sold and the money would be split up evenly by three different ways by the brother, mm-hmm. their mother, and the uncle that lived there. Oh. And and yeah, and so one day she comes over and she's talking to my mom and I hear my mom tearing up and I'm, I, I, I started eavesdropping as, you know, mm-hmm. job, wanting right? to know I what, want, yeah. I want to know. And my mom thinking that like, I wouldn't understand, but I remember this like clearly and vividly because it was almost just like, I thought this was almost like a pimp move. Like this was amazing. I mean, like this lady was really not afraid of it and she really like, almost overcame the fear and made it like her own thing she Mm -hmm. when she was passing away she was choosing her casket she bought a casket oh my gosh and she had it for about a week oh my goodness she had it for about a week and this and then she i guess she kept scrolling or whatever you know i don't Mm -hmm. know how the process is to choose a casket but let's just say it's almost like an online track sure so she was like she was looking for it of course and she found another one that she stumbled across of that she liked more so she um she sold the previous casket and and kept the new one Mm -hmm. and my mom went found out found that out she was like going crazy she started tearing up she's just like but like how are you not afraid of leaving everything that like everything behind like you have andres you have his brother you have Mm -hmm. like you're trying to help his mother trying to you know go into rehab and their uncle that was there and always try to maintain the house but really wasn't was always out doing other stuff and um she was just like well to be honest like i'm not really afraid because i she did everything that she could to Mm -hmm. help them and to have them as a better life and even after passing she helped them by not having to worry about the funeral. She, yeah. she made the arrangements, everything at forest at the forest lawn right here. Mm-hmm. And sadly, I don't know where she was, was like, I don't know her spot. And to me, that's almost like a little heartbreaking. Cause I was just like, I wish I, I wish I knew. And I don't think they ever told my mom either. You but, can probably find out if you know her name. Yeah. I think it's like, I don't mm-hmm. remember her last name, but I think my mom does. 
but yeah. her first name was Maggie. And oh, we Maggie. Senora Maggie, and <laughs> she was a lovely lady, but yeah. But it's like that. Just that moment would always stick to mm-hmm. me. It's just like this lady really bought her casket. Yeah. And, and then returned it and bought another one. Yeah, because you did like that. Imagine what, you what like the funeral home was thinking. It's like this lady just she just came in like a week ago, bought a casket, and now she's gonna return it. And she didn't like it. She didn't like it, and I thought. Yeah. Like I respected that. I really of course. That was, I really thought that was almost like beautiful. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. yeah. If she was dealing with it. Mm-hmm. So when she was gone, they didn't have to deal with it. And they didn't have to deal with it. Like yeah, when she passed, none of their their family just all all they had to worry about was the kids. Was the kids? What's my next move? What am I gonna do? Yeah. How am I gonna take care of Andres? How am I gonna take care of myself? And so on and so on. But yeah, that kid. Okay, I messed up. Oh. <laughs> Taking it apart now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. It's it's very interesting, but I think that that's what life should be like. You mm. know? Having to deal with reality and face it when it comes and just work it as best as you can. Yeah. I think my dad knew that he was going to die, but he didn't want to die. Uh-huh. That was what was so, so bad, I thought. And uh, he was dying, and he was still wanting my sister to to go back because she had she she was pretty bad she had gone down and convinced him to put everything under her name Mm -hmm. so she could handle everything for him but then she just ended up keeping everything and uh and those are the things you know that people will tell you well aren't you mad that your sister kept everything that your dad had Uh and you didn't you didn't get to keep anything no because that was my dad's will when he was able to do and make a decision, he did it, and that's what he decided. So that's fine. And then he was married to a girl who was very, very young. He was 85, 85 when he died, mm-hmm. and she was uh, 38. So she, it oh, was wow. a big age difference. Yeah. And uh, she didn't have a very good education, which is no, I mean, no problem, but mm-hmm. because she didn't have a very good education, she didn't value a lot of things that maybe other people would have. And so he had a lot of things that he felt were, he always liked to buy expensive things. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot of like uh, silver neckties and gold cufflinks and things like yeah. that that he saved. So then as soon as my dad died, I mean, basically when they said, oh yeah, he died, her and her brother started taking everything. Mm-hmm. Just uh, going through everything, making sure that no one else would take what was there. And uh, and then my brother was down there with me, and she said, uh, you can look through and see if there's any pictures that you want. And then I said, no, that's okay. And she said, look through everything that's there and just take whatever you want. There are pictures and things that you might want. I said, whatever I have of my dad, I've had it when he was alive. Mm-hmm. So all the memories or whatever happened, I, I know that happened, and he's there. So that's what I'm going to keep with me. Mm-hmm. And after that happened and my brother left, then she came to me and she said, do you know that your brother stole a lot of things from me? And I know for a fact he didn't mm-hmm. because her and her brother had already taken anything of value. And I said, well, that's too bad. You shouldn't have let him do it. I said, I'm just glad you don't think that I took anything from you because I don't want anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and she said, no, you should take something. I said, no, I don't want anything. Whatever I, I had when my dad was alive, I already have it with me, you know, and, and that's all I want. And uh, 
And I remember that it was, uh, there was other people there, you know, the relatives and stuff, they would say, you should get this, you should take that, you should do the other, don't let her take whatever, or don't let her do this. And I said, no, that was my dad's will. Mm-hmm. That's what he wanted to do. He knew who he was, he knew who she was, and yet he decided to do things the way he did. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just a person who would come and see him once a year. So then she came over and she said, so are you going to come and visit me like you used to every year? I said, no, because I would come to visit my dad. And she said, oh, so you didn't come to see me? I said, no, I didn't come to see you. Mm-hmm. I came to see my dad, which, which was true. Yeah. And they said, you're so cruel, you should have told her, oh, no, I'll come back, even if you don't come back. I said, what for? You know, the truth was, no, I'm not going to come back and see you, so don't expect to see me mm-hmm. coming around. Or if you ever see me again, don't say, why didn't you ever come back? Because I told you I wasn't coming back. The only reason that I came back was to see him. And I think that one of the reasons, too, was because my dad was not very nice to me when I was growing up. He was always very um, abusive to the point where he would, uh, when there was eight of us, but the boys left. Mm -hmm. The one got married, the other one went to the army, and then they didn't want anything to do with him because he would really beat us up all the time. You know, it was like something went wrong, you got beaten no matter what, you know. And so then... He would treat us as if we were the boys. And he would say, mm-hmm. we had a ranch up in Anza, and he would say, well, since I don't have boys, you guys are going to have to be the ones doing the work. And he would have us feeding the animals. We would have to get up at 3 in the morning, feed the animals, clean the corrals, come to school because we were still in high school, mm-hmm. middle school and high school, and then go back in the afternoon, you know, by 3 or something, clean the corrals, feed the animals. And that was our lives. You know, that's what we did. And whenever something didn't turn out the way he wanted, he would beat us up. And this was like at least two or three times a week that we get beaten up where blood was coming out of our bodies from where he whipped us or did whatever. So it wasn't that I felt a lot of love for my dad because it was always like he was just using us because we were convenient for him, mm-hmm. you know. And later on um, in life after I, I got married, when I got married, we went through a lot with that because he didn't like my husband because he was too dark. Mm-hmm. He wanted someone lighter, you know, lighter yeah. skinned. And so I thought, yeah, that was, it was kind of, stupid but yet I was still gonna do whatever I had to do in life so I ran away from home when I was 16 because I didn't want to be with him so he came in he dragged me and brought me back home you know and barely I mean basically dragged me pulled me by my hair took Mm -hmm. me back home you know and and to live there with him for a while but then again I left and I never I never came back and I remember he told me when I left he said I had uh When it started was when I graduated from high school because I graduated at 16 because my oldest sister was his favorite. And he said, if you don't graduate when she graduates, then you're not going to school anymore because you're not worth it. Mm -hmm. You're just, he says, eres un pedazo de mierda y nunca vas a hacer nada mejor. So why should I spend my time on you Mm -hmm. when you're going to amount to nothing? And I remember thinking to myself, and I've told the girls about this before, and I think think this are one of the things that made me... um, feel stronger because I remember when he said, you know, you're a piece of shit that's never going to amount to nothing, you know. And I thought to myself, no, I think that he really doesn't know, but he's a piece of shit because he's not taking advantage of having a family and valuing that family. Mm -hmm. You know, I could be a lot of help to him, but yet he doesn't really appreciate, you know, he doesn't want it. So I walked away in the room, then of course he came and beat me up because I didn't stay there to listen to everything he had done. And on top of that, I felt really proud of myself. And I felt proud of myself because I had gotten five scholarships. And I told him, Dad, I'm going to college. And he said, no, you're not going to go to college because it's not worth it. And he says, I'm not going to spend a penny on you for, to go to college. And I said, but I got five scholarships, so I'm going to college. Mm-hmm. 
And he said, um, let me see. And I show him, you know, they give you the, yeah. the papers uh, that have, it's most just for show because basically, you know, the money's in the bank. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, look, here are their certificates. And he, he was sitting in front of the fireplace and he got them and he ripped them and he threw them in the fireplace. And you see, you see, he said, you see what happens to them? It's nothing, it's ashes. So do you think you're worth something? You're worth nothing. And I said, well, the money's still in the bank. And so then he said, okay, whatever. So then when I ran away from home, I went to college for a couple of years just to COD because mm -hmm. I think that I was too young to really know a lot of what I should have done. I could have done differently. And, uh, but I think, well, COD was pretty good. And I lived by myself and paid my apartment and bought my car and bought a house later on. And I thought, wow. And I remember that I went to, um, I went to a swap meet mm -hmm. and I was walking around and this man came over and he said, you look like a happy person. And I said, yes. And I felt very happy. I, you know, I was glad that I didn't have to be there with my dad. And he said, so is life beautiful for you? I said, yes, it is. It's, it's beautiful. And he said, that's why you have such a big smile. And I thought, why could people tell really that I was <laughs> so happy that I wasn't there anymore? Yeah. But I was. And I was like, what a relief that I don't have to sit here and be beaten up every other day. Uh -huh. You know, and told that I have to do all these things because that's what my dad wanted to do, but that's not what I wanted to do. And the thing, the way I feel, and maybe I feel about that so, um, you know, so strongly because I feel there's so much that young, pe young people have in their minds, um, in their plans to do. Why not push them and allow them to do that mm -hmm. and to be the best they can be because anybody can be successful if you're just believed if they allow them to believe in themselves. Not necessarily that other people have to believe in you, but to allow them to believe in yourself. I say, okay, you know, if you think you can do it, you go for it, you know, because it's your effort. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you try it and you do it and you're going to make it because that's what you believe. You know, but if somebody's telling you, you're, you're worthless. You know, what did you ever, whatever got in your mind that you thought you could ever be a, a normal person when you're not? You know, so yeah, it brings you down. But I, I tell the girls, I think that for me, believing that I wasn't really that bad of a person, that I could be a better person, you know, I think that's what got me through. Because otherwise, I think I would have been pretty depressed, you know, by mm -hmm. being treated that way. So when I started to go to Mexico to visit my dad, I wanted to see him. And I wanted to say to him, you know, life can be different for you. And I remember I went, the first time I saw him, you know, when I went back and I, and I said to him, you know, how are you? And he said, oh, um, I'm, I just wanted to tell you that everything that happened wasn't my fault, it was your fault. And I said, yeah, I was there, and I know whose fault it was, and that's okay. But mm -hmm. I didn't come to ask you whose fault it was because I can't change things. I just came to see how you are, you know. And I said, and I came to bring the kids because Melissa and I, my son and my daughter were little. I said, I want them to have a normal childhood, and I can contribute to that by letting them know they have a grandfather. Mm -hmm. you know? And no, he loved my kids, you know, because they were good kids. But every single time that he would say something, I'd say, Dad, if you're going to bring out, up things from the past that I cannot change, I don't have to come back. I just came to visit you because I thought you might want to see the kids and you might want to be a grandfather. But if you don't, that's okay. And he was like, oh, no, 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 I do, I do. You know? And he loved them. Mm -hmm. you know, he just thought the kids were wonderful. But sometimes I think that just because people are young, they don't have a lot to teach to the older people that are so set in their ways and they think that this is the way it is because I say so. Mm -hmm. And because we respect them because our elders will say, okay, so I'll respect what you have to say. But no, but they have to listen to the voices of the younger ones too because they have a lot to teach. Yeah. You know, life changes. 
And the older we get, the more stubborn we get, they will say, oh no, this is how things were done when I was growing up, all my adult life, so now this is the way I'm going to continue to do them. Mm-hmm. But if this is not the way that it's being done anymore, then we have to change. You know, and we have to allow that change, not just in us, but in others, not to force others to do things the way we think they should be, because that's the way we did them all along, all our lives. You know, it's not mm-hmm. fair for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, so when the lady told me, are you coming back to see me? No, you know, it was, I feel, not that it was sacrifice because I wanted to do it, but that was the only purpose I was going to see my dad, because he was part of my family, but she really wasn't. Yeah. No, that was something he decided to do. But she wasn't part of my family, so no, I wasn't going to go back and see her. And I was mean, maybe, but that's that's how it felt. No. <laughs> wow. So yeah. So you had five scholarships. And yes, I I was proud of myself. I, I mm-hmm. really was because I got all those scholarships and I I did it in in uh, I did three years in two years. Mm-hmm. So I thought, boy, I did really good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So I convinced myself that I was proud of myself. So I think that that was good. And so at least when I was going to COD, because then you had to pay for everything, I could pay maybe part of my rent. I could pay, you know, food. I could, you know, pay mm-hmm. for my classes. So it was good. And what would what, you do at COD? Would you would you study? I started to study psychology. A psychology? Because I was a mess, yes. <laughs> and it helped. I think it helped. Yeah. But uh, I would have loved to have gone on, you know. Uh-huh. And, but it's okay. So how long did you did you stay studying psychology? I stayed for two years. Two years? Mm-hmm. And then after two years, I got married. That okay. That was the thing, yeah. After getting married, I was like, oh, well, too bad. Now, you know, other things that you choose to do in, in life, but um, that's, yeah. Then had a family and it was good, but yeah, it was a long time. Wow, that's funny that the the that the man asked you is just like that. What he asked yeah. you was like, "Oh, you seem to be really you happy." Seem to like be really happy. I said, "Yep." Oh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, those are the guys. Wow. Yeah, he saw my face and he thought, "Ooh, there's something wrong here. People that's shouldn't it. be this happy." <laughs> It's just like, wow, that's very, that's, 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 that's funny that yeah. he, that he, that he really asked you. Yeah. yeah that he, he noticed, noticed. it's because mm-hmm. I, I see where he's coming from. It's almost just like you live in this world where you don't really see people appreciating and living yeah. and being happy. And I, I almost feel like that's one of the biggest problems is, yeah, it's just people aren't very, they don't appreciate for what they have and find a way to, to to be happy and oh that's true because that's exactly what it was i felt Uh like oh my gosh what a relief Mm -hmm. for once in my life i felt that i i could be happy you know without having to yeah yeah there was there wasn't a cloud and (laughs) yeah yeah it's wow yeah but it's interesting but my tio tonio he was Uh oh my god he was such a funny guy he lived with us when he was young younger before he got married Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know if you know this, but this was really funny. When he, um, we wanted him to get married. Uh-huh. And he would find girlfriends, but he was like, oh, he used to drink a lot. Yeah. So, Antio Tonio? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. So when he oh, was no, young. He, he still is. My, I think one, last time he came over, him and my dad started he was drinking. tipsy? <laughs> no, my dad got tipsy. This oh. man was like, 
the like he was fine, and well, they they drink a good handful. Yeah. And so. <laughs> because all his life doing that. Yeah. But no, he used to drink a lot, and so he didn't keep girlfriends for very long, and he had a few girlfriends here and there, but. Then he was living with us, and we wanted him to get married. But by that time, we were still, I think I was like 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And we wanted him to get married. And my older sister said, you know what? There is this magazine. I mean, but this was years and years ago. Uh There is this magazine that you can send a letter and say, I'm looking for somebody to get married. Uh, I'm a hard worker, a good person. I'm Catholic. I'm, you know, all kinds of things that are so wonderful. So we sent a letter. He started getting letters back from people saying they wanted to marry him but like 20 a day it was like my gosh <laughs> this man is a stud <laughs> all these people writing a you lady know, killer well, on yeah, paper of course <laughs> writing back we couldn't believe that all these women were looking yes. for somebody to marry you know uh-huh. and so then of course he had a couple other friends and they would come and they would treat them like playing cards okay two for you 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 passing them around to see who it was yeah. and that's the way he met elva she was one of the ladies that wrote to him. Really? But she lived in San Diego. She was babysitting there. Uh-huh. And so then um, we went to visit her. He went to visit her. And then he said, I want to marry this woman. So we went to pick her up. My mom and my dad and the whole family went and picked her up because she was going to get married. They got married. We were the maid of honors, the maids of honor, uh-huh. because we were the one that looked for a girlfriend for him. So it was it was fun in a way. But he was, he was very... Um, when he was young, although he did drink a lot, he was very, uh, always very happy, always having fun, always playing jokes on people. Mm. He still does, you know, always playing jokes and doing things. And I remember my dad would beat us up and he'd come around and say, oh, OK, I'm going to buy you a chocolate or I'm going to take you for a ride in my car because, you know, just to get us to kind of forget that he'd been us up. Of course, we didn't forget. Mm-hmm. But he was he was always around for us when my dad was being kind of mean. So we remember him, and, and it's nice that he was around. Wow, that's... But yeah, that was funny that that's, so that's how he met Was him. that how it was? Like, what, like what year was this? When Almost they got like, married? Oh my God, When they see. started doing the, the magazine what thing. Like, what, oh, what the was magazine? That? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That magazine was like forever. But then in the back of the magazine, you would read like the... It was almost like the teen magazines where they write comments before, you know, any... Mm. any um, what do you call it? Before any, before any type of social media, you know, that was a way that you get to know people. Yeah. And so it must have been. I'm thinking. Let me see. Oh God, I'm so bad at remembering years. Twelve years after you were born. Yeah, twelve years after I was born. So fifty-seven. Uh, it was like nineteen seventy, about nineteen seventy. So in yeah. the seventies, I was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's almost still like happened. what we call the modern day yeah, Tinder, the modern day. <laughs> the online dating. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, which was yeah, was it through, was so funny through newspaper, and mm-hmm. that's that's hilarious. That they've told they told me that they've actually told me that that's how they that's how my tío Tonio and met Elva, yeah, met Elva, and I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I was just like, Are you kidding me? I was like, Yeah, over a magazine. Yeah, it's like, but was that really how it was? And mm-hmm. they were sending letters, and yeah. you know, eventually they got married. I, I couldn't yeah. believe it, but that the fact that you brought it up, yeah, that's how it was. It was yeah, funny, though. It was funny. That, that, we now couldn't it's confirmed. Believe it. Yeah, yeah, we can... couldn't believe it that they really were gonna get married at night. Well, yeah, they are. Okay, it was interesting. It, nonetheless, you know, it was like, my goodness, how can Matthew Tonyo marry her? And they, yeah, they got married. They were good. 
to each other, I think. I don't know. I haven't spoken. I haven't. Last time I saw my tia Elva was. Man. Um, a couple months ago. It was maybe like four or five months ago. And she came over. Well, she, we saw her twice. She came over to pick up a duffel bag because she wanted to take stuff to Mexico. Well, and she went to Mexico just recently? Yeah, just recently. Not that long ago. And she yeah. went. And then she came back and she brought us. Um, what is that? Empanadas, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And yeah, she brought his empanadas, like crossed them over the border and, and everything. You know? Oh, uh-huh. I, I love that. Yeah. yeah but they're, it's funny because it's just like, they're still warm in the, in the duffel oh, bag. Yes, and yes. She's just like, she's like, here, take them. Like the vitamin and however you want, take mm-hmm. them. Like, and I'm going to just leave because I just came back from the airport and I'm tired and I want to go home. And then we're just like, okay. And then, yeah, that was that was yeah. the last time I saw her, but that's crazy. Yeah, she's always been very nice to us. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of the relatives even that don't like her very much mm-hmm. because she's she's not very friendly, you know. But she's always been very nice to us. And people will say, oh, Elva, she's a nice. I said, no, 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 no. Elva has always really been very nice to us. I can't say that she's been anytime mean to me or in any mm-hmm. way, you know. No. She's always been a very good person to us. But yeah, life is, yeah. That's funny. That that's the way she found a husband. Yeah, it was through newspaper and she thought that it was like, you know, a match made in, a match made in (laughs) heaven. Of course, of course. And it was just like, man, he was a stud on paper. And it's like, that's what, that's what makes me laugh was just that. That's what she wanted. He he sounded good in paper. And so that's how their relationship started. And next, you know, they're. They're married and they've been married for yeah. God knows how long. Oh, and yeah, a long time. Like forever. And mm-hmm. they had kids and they're still married. And yeah. they, you know, they still, it, it's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unreal. It, it really is. I don't know. Like, that's that's crazy. They met over a newspaper and, <laughs> yes. and they've been together for that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now in day marriages, you meet them in person. You've, you've, you've been with them for Years. You've been you've been dating, dating. them for years. Uh-huh. As soon as you guys get married, and it ends up in a divorce. Yeah, and to, to me that's crazy because it's the statistics to that is every every marriage is a 50 50 percent divorce, and that's, that's almost crazy because it's like, mm-hmm. all right, it's like I'm I'm with this girl. I'm gonna flip a coin, and it's gonna you know tell me whether or not. We're gonna stay together. Work or not, yeah. Yeah, if we're gonna get married and get divorced, or if we're gonna stay together. Yeah. And be together, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's really crazy. It is. It really is. Yeah, yeah I remember it was. It was fun, but <laughs> that's all it happened. I imagine that just writing up the letter and being like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, I am this, this, and we this." Didn't, you know, we really didn't think anybody was gonna write back to uh-huh. medical. We try to make him look really good. And there is a picture. You probably have seen it because he loves that picture. And we would tease him about it. <laughs> he's wearing like a Western jacket. And uh-huh. he's got his mustache. And he's got a cowboy hat. You know, and it's just, oh, he looks so, almost looks like, a, I don't know if you remember the old movies, David Carradine. No, I don't know. No, some, some <laughs> guy. Anyway, it was funny, you know, that he, he, that he looked like David Carradine. So it was yeah. like, wow. You know, so he looked he looked good on paper. That's that's funny. Mm-hmm. It was really funny. And what what do you do now? Oh, now I'm working for the school district. For the school district. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a translator. 
<laughs> oh, you're a translator? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like it. I, you like it? Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good. And how long have you been a, a part of the school district as a translator? Um, about four years. About four years, Madre. About four years. Four years? Mm-hmm. And you yeah. like it there? And that's good. I like it. Yeah. But I'm getting ready to retire. I think I'm old enough to old enough call to it retire. quits. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but it's it's fun. I don't know what I'm doing. This is not sticking. It's supposed to kind of stick on there, I think. Oh, it's in the front, like right here. Oh, wait, let me see. Yeah, it's in the front right here. Just like that. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. See, because I saw that it was so close right here, uh-huh. I thought, wait, it looks too close right back there. But you're right. That's how it goes on, I think. Then it can slide back, maybe. Or maybe this huh. one's I didn't put in far enough. Yeah. No, they are because then it's got the little doohickey. It could be that they go on top. Yeah, I think so. I think like that, yeah. Because I think there's a little a little gap right there. Mm-hmm. Let me see, on the box. Yeah, it looks like there is. I don't know. So what did you used to do before? Before, uh, I used to work, I worked for uh, the Edison Company like for 25 years. For 25 years, mm-hmm. wow. That's where we got the money to buy the place. <laughs> what lady? What did she do? With the raises? No. Which one? Remind me. We talk about so many things. <laughs> <laughs> the lady with the racist. Or oh, the racist lady at work. Oh, that was funny. Because uh, I'm not very loud, I don't think. Uh-huh. Um, but I think I get my word across <laughs> when I have to. Yeah. And there was this lady that she just didn't like me. She was very racist, and you could tell. Mm-hmm. You know? She would say things like... Um, if you weren't here, I would probably be the one holding your job because um, you wouldn't have the job you have. And I would say, well, why not? You know. And I would say, you know, my, I said, where did you come from? Mm-hmm. And she would say, oh, I came from Europe. That's where my ancestors are from. I said, oh, so you came across the lake. I just came across a fence mm-hmm. because my relatives before me lived in Mexico, some of them. Although my grand, my mother was born here in the United States, and my grandmother was born here in the United States, so, but where was your grandmother born? And she would say, I don't know. I think she was German or something. I uh-huh. said, Well, you're really lost. I yeah. said, That's why you don't know who you are. Yeah. You know? and I would start, you know, just saying dumb things. <laughs> yeah. And I would say, Yeah, I I know who I am. I know where I came from. I know who my ancestors were. Yeah. I said, So do you think I don't deserve to have a job, but you deserve to have my job? I said, you know why there's a lot of people working in restaurants and hotels doing the hard jobs? Because people like you are too lazy to do those jobs. So it takes people who are really wanting to do the work to do those jobs, Mm. who feel they need the money, who maybe have come from another country, and that's why they do those jobs. And yet, you seem like you've come from another country fairly recently, and you feel like you're entitled to do something else just because you have blonde hair, blue eyes. You know, that's the only difference. So, yeah, you know, she would get really mad at me. And then she happened to um, be a supervisor. And I applied for a job. 
and I thought I, I should get the job. And she was one of the supervisors in the, in the group, and she said, uh, they didn't give me the job. And after the interview, I went to, to her and I said, I want to know what is it that I can do to do a better job so next time there is an opportunity, I can get the job. Mm-hmm. And she said, there's nothing you can do. We need somebody with a full brain to do this job, you know, not somebody with half a brain. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, okay. So it, it bugged me that she would say something like that. You know, I didn't yeah. tell her anything, but it bugged me. So then I called the Equal Opportunity Employment Office, and I told him what had happened. And is that your car, Mom? No. The car's going off. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, I told her what had happened, and she said, no, that's, that's not right. That's against the law. Do you think that you're able to do the job that you were interviewing for? I said, yes. Mm-hmm. That's why I interviewed for the job. And oh, she said, the truck, the keys are hanging right there. No? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, there you go, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and she said, no, it was Melissa's. And and uh, she came and she interviewed me and she said, no, we're going to go talk to them. And she went and talked to them and, and, uh, and they did another interview and she was sitting on it. And mm-hmm. then she said, I think she has the qualities for the job, so she should get the job. So they gave me the job. And she got really upset and she said, well, now you call your little friends at the uh, token office because that's the way she would always say, mm-hmm. you guys are the tokens. We have to have so many so many blacks, so many browns so that they won't come down on us. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I thought this, just the way she referred to us was kind of bad. And then, fine, I worked at that job and I got the job. And she was mad at me because I, I got the job. But she was still my supervisor, but I had a higher paying position. And then about three months later, another opening came up. And I said, I'll try for it. Maybe I'll get a different supervisor. Yeah. So I tried, and she was in the board, and they didn't give me the job. And I asked her again. Mm-hmm. And she said, just quit, because we're not going to give you the job as long as I'm around. I said, oh, okay. So I called the lady again, and I told her what she had said. And she said, oh, no. If you qualify for that job, you're going to get that job. She came down, and I got that job again. They gave it to me. And then, fine, I got the job, and it, I was happy. You know, I was getting more money. Yeah, and improving, uh, improving yeah, the point at the yeah. same time. And then uh, another job came up, uh-huh. and then she came up and she said, "So, are you going to try this again? Call the lady if we don't give you the job." Yeah. And then to see, you know, have your little fit, and I said, "Should I?" And she said, "Well, that's what you've been doing all along." And I wasn't even going to apply for the job. Uh-huh. Then I decided I better apply for the job. <laughs> yeah, I better. I'm going to prove my point for the third time. <laughs> and so then I applied for the job, and uh-huh. they did not give me the job. And I said, "I feel I'm fully qualified for this job." And she said, "Oh, we'll call your friend." I said, "I will." So I called her up, and she came down, and she said, "Oh yeah, they've got something against you." Uh-huh. They gave me the job. Then she wasn't my supervisor anymore. I moved out of the area to another department. And I got the job, and the lady came down, and she and they told them they had to give me the job, and they were like, okay, they gave me the job because you know I deserved it. And she was so mad, she just gave me the dirtiest look, and she said, oh my God, the only thing that I'm happy about is that I won't be seeing you around. I said, me too, you know, that's the only thing that I'm happy about. But three times, it took three times for somebody to realize uh-huh. I'm not gonna give up, and in life that's the way it has to be. Yeah. We cannot give up. We cannot say, oh, yes, uh, you know what? I'm not going to try it anymore. Uh-huh. If you want to do something, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, just do it and prove your point and make them see that it is true. And I think those are some of the things that I'm glad I did because I didn't think I could do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that they were going to give it to me. Yeah. But I was just so upset that I thought, okay, I better go try. Mm-hmm. You know. And when I tried, yeah, 
they gave me the job three times. That's you know, so by the, the third, third time, yeah. it was just like, yeah. <laughs> for funsies, <laughs> for funsies. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. a taunter, basically, yeah. 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 Wow, that's crazy. But people do that just yeah. because they can, just mm-hmm. because they're supervisors. And unfortunately, although I feel that I've been discriminated against by some people, but I think because there are those people that they feel because they are the ones in power, they can do it and they will do it just because they don't like you, just because they don't want you around. And there will always be people like that. Yeah. So, And we have to make sure that we don't let them get to us. And yeah, it, it was it was funny. I think I think it was funny because it she wouldn't understand. She wouldn't give up. Wow, just crazy. So three different positions. Three different positions. I could not believe it. The wow. third one, I was just like, no, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> there should be some extra. Yeah. Oh, okay, I was worried about it. <laughs> I, that I did no, something yeah. wrong. I know I did. So how'd you like your plane? <laughs> I like my plane. I like planes. Yeah, so we built a plane and then the what little, is that thing? The, the little garbage man. Oh, yeah, the yeah, one, yeah, yeah. The yeah, street sweeper. sweeper. There you yes. go. Yes. Yes. So that one I, looks harder to do than this. <laughs> this was pretty easy. I think yours is more complete. So there is an age on it. Let me see. Oh, oh five plus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I thought so. mine was three plus. <laughs> In the end, if you if you don't mind, in the end, do you mind if we take a picture oh, together no. with our Legos? No, <laughs> yeah. We can take a picture with our Legos. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how much were you? Make it look pretty. <laughs> make it look pretty. So, how much were you getting paid by the third raise? If you don't mind me. Oh, by the third raise, I was getting paid about thirty-two dollars an hour. Thirty-two dollars mm-hmm. an hour. Yeah. And, and what were you doing? I was doing energy audits, going to the homes and telling them how you're using your energy when you run your refrigerator, when uh-huh. you run your pool pump. It was easy. You yeah. know, it was nothing. It was an easy $32. Yeah. It was an easy $32. Yeah. And back then. Yeah. So yeah. What, what, like, what year was this? This was, uh, let's see, 20 years ago. 20 years ago? Uh-huh. Wow. Because Joseph was like two or three. Yeah. So 32 years, oh, not 32 years, my bad, 20 years, 20, sorry, I mm, confused the numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 20 years ago, you were making $32 an hour. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was good. It was, I think it was really good. Uh-huh. And I was looking for a job. I remember <laughs> one of the things that I did, I was I was going to college and I needed a job because my mom decided, my dad beat up my mom and she decided to go live with me. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, I could tell my mom, you can't live with me, you know, she yeah. had no place to go. So she went to live with me and... Um, I, I needed I needed more money because she brought with her three other kids mm-hmm. and myself, you know, and I could hardly survive on my own, much on less own, yes. my mom. And my mom never worked, you know. She, my dad, never allowed her to work, so she mm-hmm. never worked. And so when she moved in, well, I had to support her. And uh, I went looking for a job, and I went looking for a job at a, a ranch management place where they managed ranches like the grapes and the great big um, grapefruit ranches and orange ranches and all that stuff like yeah. that. And I went looking for a job, in, uh, and I told that my friends at school, I said, I'm going to go looking for another job because I can't afford to live on what I'm making now. And the job was offering to pay $5 an hour because I was like the average, you know, yeah, $5 an hour. Average, yeah. And I said, I'm so going to go. So that was like the minimum wage at the time, the $5? Uh, I think some, the minimum wage was wasn't... like three eighty-five or something like uh-huh. that. It was crazy. and But they were, that one paid 5 because it had to do with accounting. Yeah. And I was already in college taking some classes, and I told my friends, I'm going to go and apply for the job, and I'm going to ask the guy to pay me $8 an hour. 
because I would be what somebody who had already more experience would be making. And I felt that I had a little more experience, which I didn't at that, you know. And I went in and, and I interviewed and everything, and I said to the guy, I, uh, how, much are you, how much does the job pay an hour? And he says it pays $5 an hour. Oh, mm -hmm. that's very good. And I said, but I'm looking to make at least $8 an hour because that's the very least that I need to make in order to make my car payment, my house payment, and support my family. And he kind of left, and he says, so you have a family. And mm -hmm. I said, yes, you know, so I said, I, it's my mom and my brothers and sisters. And he said, oh, uh, he said, no, I can't pay you $8 an hour. $5 an hour is the max, and it's a very good paying, paying job. And I said, yes, it is, but I need more, so thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, you don't want to try the $5 an hour job? And I said, well, let's work a deal. Let me work for two weeks. And if you think that I'm not worth $8 an hour, then you pay me $5 an hour, and then I'll decide if I leave or I'll stay. Uh -huh. But if you think I'm worth $8 an hour, then pay me $5 an hour and I'll stay. And he said, okay, let's do it. And so then I stayed because I would pay every two weeks. And I stayed, and when it was time for my check, I was like, oh, my gosh, I wonder how much he's going to pay me. <laughs> so he came and brought me my check, and he says, you're worth $8 an hour. So are you going to stay? And I said, yes, if you're paying me $8 an hour. And then I went and told my friends, he paid me $8 an hour. You're crazy. Why would he pay you $8 an hour if $5 an hour? Because I asked. That was the only thing, just because I asked. And I did the best I could, you know, because I needed $8 yeah. an hour. <laughs> and so, yeah. And then I went to work after that. I think I went to work at, um, at the school district. Then that's when Noe was born. And then after Noe was born, I went to work for um, the um, uh, disposal company. Uh -huh. because they were start, their starting pay was a little bit more, although the school had better benefits, but the starting pay was more, so I went to work for them. And from them, I went to work at the Edison Company because they were paying me $9, $9.50 an hour, but Edison was starting at $9.50 an hour. And I was, pay, I was getting $9.50, and I bid, had been there for about two years. And I thought, so if over here they're going to start me at the same thing that I'm making now, and I've been here two years, I have the opportunity to do better there. So then, yeah, they had good opportunities to advance, so I stayed there. It was a good company. Wow. So they sent us to school and would teach us what we had to do, so it was good. It was okay. a good company. But there were just some people, like the supervisor that I had mm -hmm. put up like for a good 10 years probably, that it was not very good because they, they already had the position and they didn't care. But um, there's a lot of opportunities. You know, for if you want to do something, I, I felt that I was very lucky to have found that job because it was good money, mm -hmm. you know, for that time. And now here I am working for the district, and now my salary is, uh, I think they're paying me like $26 an hour, but it doesn't compare to what I was making 20 years ago. Yeah. And that's sort of what I was telling the kids. Economy has not, the cost of living has not improved with as much as is being requested from us in an economic economic basis because the cost of houses, the cost of cars. It's, it's, it's outrageous. It's yes. It's crazy. And the salaries that people earn, there's no way in this world. There's, no. Because with making 20 years ago that much, we were okay. Mm -hmm. um, and my husband was working too. He was also had a good job. He was working for the city and then went to work for a country club and he was a supervisor there. So he was doing good. But... Even then, we were just making it fine. We were okay. But now there's no way that somebody could be making it with the salaries they're paying now. No, it's, it's To buy a house, the cost of houses now, half a million for a house that before 
was was worth like eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, it was yeah. worth eighty thousand yeah. dollars. It's 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 really crazy. Like the the house that um, Andres, the one that we were taking care of, mm-hmm. when they sold the house, I don't remember how much it was, but for whatever they were selling it at the time, it wasn't worth. Still wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Worth buying. Yeah. Because my parents were looking forward to buying another house and mm-hmm. trying to invest mm-hmm. into money and have yeah. that almost um that passive income come in. Mm-hmm. And um um it wasn't worth it. So they never bought it. Yeah. Yeah. And then now they're selling it again and it's worth half a million. Yeah. And it's worth half a million. And yeah. I'm like, that house is not worth half a million. No. But two weeks People into the mar- two weeks worth into the market and someone bought it. Yeah. And yeah. I was so amazed and I was just like like from what I remember, when I was a kid, that house was not worth a half a million. I don't yeah. know what the previous family did to make... Maybe they changed the kitchen or they did something else. But honestly, yeah. it was... Um, it was the master bedroom was, was very... It was, it was nice. And mm-hmm. then it had one bedroom. And then it had another bedroom. So I think it was almost three bedrooms. But they were very small. Yeah. And it, yeah. it wasn't... It's not worth yeah. it. Yeah. And even... It, it wasn't worth it. But they still mm-hmm. bought it. And yeah. the houses that... Are right next to Sonic. Those houses are being oh, constru- over over oh, half a yes, yes. Ha- over half a million dollars. Yes, and just I, because they have a pool, just because they're the ones that have the walls around that kind of holds them up like cardboard houses or yes. something. Yes, and yeah. it's 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 yeah. really it's really crazy that it is crazy. So I don't see how, I don't see why, economy has gotten so out of whack. Yeah, there's just no way that a family could live like this house. I feel it's a really, really small house. It's just this. Mm-hmm. The washroom, the, our bedroom, bathroom, and two bedrooms over here. In a ba- that's it. Yeah. You know? And yet we came from the house where we lived. Well, we, before we came here, we bought a little house that I loved in Thousand Palms. That was like a little dollhouse. Yeah. It was a trailer, but it looked like a little house because it had it, his, the little porch outside. Uh-huh. Uh, like a little wraparound porch, but just in the front. Okay. It had a one-car garage. But then you'd go in, and everything was fixed so that everything had its place. And I really liked it, but Emmett didn't like it because it was too small, and Joseph didn't like it. But I thought it was just perfect. It was three bedrooms, two bath, two, the garage, and I had a little porch in the front, a little porch in the back. That was plenty. Had more parking than we have here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as much as it is here. And we had bought that house for 110000 yeah, a trailer. Mm-hmm. I thought it was perfect. We probably would have ended up paying it by now. Yeah, we should have stayed. But no, they wanted a house. They wanted it in an area where they it felt more. There it was, old people more. houses. Yeah, <laughs> old people houses, yes. <laughs> I didn't care. Yeah, he could like, be confined. He's like, now. you're surrounding me with all these old people? What are yeah, you trying to tell me? exactly <laughs> what like, he would say. Yeah. He would like, say, did you look outside? Did you see all those people walking around? I said, did you see the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> did you see the mirror? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we're old. We should have, I was happy living there. And uh-huh. then there was two big pools. Tennis courts, golf. He could play golf. There was all kinds so of things. It was, it was almost like, yeah. It was, it was like a little country club. I loved it. They uh-huh. would go and ride around in the golf cart all the time. Yeah. But he didn't like it, and so we moved out here. But it's they're way too expensive. They're really expensive. They're not expensive. worth it. Mm-hmm. Not worth it. When we bought our, our house where, that we moved from, when we moved to Arrego, we built that house for 114000 That was And it was a two-story house. It had five bedrooms. Four bathrooms, mm-hmm. and it's getting, it's getting cheaper to, to to build your houses. Oh yeah, even if you buy the a way? little, the Numa one uh-huh. yeah. had a pool, yeah. So it was a big house, and not very long ago, and now they're 
crazy. It's crazy it, what they're it, asking. It's really, it's really crazy. Like even if you buy, let's say a lot mm-hmm. here, and they're selling the lot even for let's say eighty-five thousand. Eighty-five thousand yeah, dollars. Expensive. Even the lots are mm-hmm. expensive, and it, yeah. it's like it doesn't have much to offer, and it even depends on the the community that you're yes. gonna, the lot yes. is in, yes. and. And even if it's a lot, let's say it's like a hundred thousand, okay, and mm-hmm. then you build a house, and the house is gonna turn out to almost be like two, two hundred, almost, almost yeah. three hundred. Mm-hmm. You're, you're better off. You're better off you're building better off it building. off because mm-hmm. it's even, it's gonna be cheaper than paying yeah. half a million for. Oh yeah. Two bedrooms and a house that was built in like thirty n- years ago. Thirty years ago, mm-hmm. and it's 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 really crazy. Yeah, and everything is sold. That's what I think about mm-hmm. the houses. Everything is sold, and they're selling them like if they were brand new houses. They're, they're selling new. them as if like the brand new houses uh-huh. would sell for. That's not right. It's like this, the houses that they build right next to Sonic. Mm-hmm. The, those are selling for like over to around five hundred for yeah. half a million to mm-hmm. over half a million. And that house that was down my street was built. I, I don't know how long ago. And they they were almost selling it for half a yeah. million, and it yeah. was very it's very crazy. Yeah, the only reason why I decided we would move here because I liked the neighborhood. I mm. thought it was a nice little neighborhood, and close to Meadow, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like the neighborhood too. I thought it's yeah. a, it's it's, nice. it's a very nice neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I've had yeah. I have I know some people who live in here, and mm-hmm. oh, yeah, oh my, brother. my brother lives here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I've also had some some friends who lived here, and. Mm-hmm. I have one that lives not that far from here. I think it's like a, maybe the street down and then to the left. And then some people that I go off-roading with because I have a Jeep. And oh, nice. they live they live down the community too. And mm-hmm. it's it's pretty, it's fairly it's nice. nice. It's really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, and it's peaceful. I've been in their houses and even their houses are pretty nice. Yeah. Like this one's really nice and I, 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 don't, I, I, think, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's too good. We, when we first bought it, it was just dirt out there. They uh-huh. had a window right there. So we put those doors and he bought those doors used because when he moved here, you know, we barely had for the house and that was yeah. it, you know, for the down payment. And so we built the porch and it's got, you can't see it now, but it's got a cover in the back. It's nice. Oh, it's really Covered nice. it up. Yeah. He built a, fan, a wall, a block wall because it was wood and it was falling uh-huh. and then made a little garden area. So it, it's okay, you know, but we still have a lot to do. Planted trees. Really yeah. So he has his own little area and then yeah. you have your... I don't know. I think it's a small house. I would like a bigger house, but then at Uh the same time, I know it's outrageous. Yeah. There's no way. And have you ever thought about like moving out of state? Yeah, we have. Yeah. We have thought about moving out of state, but working, I can't. Yeah. You know, not now. I think I I could work at another school district, you Uh know, but. The thing is that I'm not. I don't think I want to work anymore if we move. I mean, if mm-hmm. I retire, I don't want to work. Be having a like a job where you have to be there twenty four seven. But I don't know. Who knows? That might change. Yeah, because it's 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 getting very it's getting very hard out here. And Tony, my cousin Tony, do you yeah. know Tony? Yes, Tony? yes, yeah. yes, yes. Of yeah. course, we went to visit him in Reading. Oh yeah, yeah, how, beautiful how house. Beautiful. It's I been. Mean, uh, well, before he moved, right before he moved, I think it was a year before he moved. Oh, really? Just last two years ago? Two years ago. We it's moved. a very beautiful. It was. I, I, I went two times. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. And it, it's funny, the way that I met Tony was, 
is I never knew that like that with Elva and Antonio, it's like they're very distant. And yeah. like to me, I've never. I thought you guys were close to them. No. Yeah, Tony's so nice. T Tony's really nice, but we were so distant and I didn't, you know, we I knew she was my tia and I knew mm -hmm. who Antonio was growing <laughs> up because when I was younger, we would go to the church and Antonio has been working at the church, church forever. For, yeah. For maybe even when Christ used to walk yes. the planet and he was there like with him he was breaking bread ever with him since, and everything. Um, ever since the what the Noah's Ark ever since he built Noah's Ark yeah, with he, him. Helped. <laughs> he helped or he um, was one of the animals then I don't yeah. know <laughs> and now he's here <laughs> yeah and it's like it's, and one day like Tony came over and he brought his kids and he brought mm -hmm. everyone and I was probably Probably in middle school, probably still uh -huh. in middle school, and I was playing one of my um, tournaments for for um, all stars. One of my all star tournaments. <laughs> so it was one of those bigger tournaments, and he. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, for baseball. Sorry, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't yeah, mention that. Eventually, it's gonna get to. <laughs> I was gonna get playing. to it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, and he came over, and he we met, and I started talking to him. And I, I have this habit, and the reason to, that I started, I wanted to start this was because everyone who I talked to, I just started asking them, like, questions and mm -hmm. questions. Wanting and to know about Wanting them. to know. We yeah. went to Best Buy. Me and Meadow went to Best Buy, and the guy at the cash register was like, oh, hey, do you want a Nintendo Switch? And I was just like, no, we already have one. But I was like, he was like, all right, cool. And he swipes our items, and I'm just like, but what's so different about that switch than my switch? <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then we stayed there talking for about five minutes, and Meadow was like bumping my arm. He was like, come on, let, like, let's go. But I was just like, oh, well, I was having you a good, co I was, I was having a a nice good conversation. conversation. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's uh -huh. good. So even with Tony, like, I've never met this guy. So I started asking him, like, oh, hey, like, where do you work? Like, mm -hmm. where do you live? And this and that, mm -hmm. and this and that. Like, what do you do? What's your job? Like, what's your yeah. occupation? And... He started telling me and he started telling me and I really fell in love with what he was doing and everything. So he was working for the government. He was uh -huh. Homeland Security and yeah. it was really nice and he lived in Reading so I was never there and he had his kids and I was just, I, I was just like, oh, like these are your kids? He's like, yeah. He's like, I adopted them. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, he adopted his, his, five, his, yeah, five, his kids, five kids, his five kids. Lovely kids. I love those kids. Well, those and the, the, the good, the really interesting or great thing about it is those kids were kids that had problems, at least the boys. Mm -hmm. And he's really turned them around. Oh, yeah. He Very told me that. Very responsible. He told me when he first um, got them and they mm -hmm. came over, even who, who is it? Um, is it CPS or who, who like who, who brings the kids over and, and almost like I guess off? CPS. I guess CPS uh -huh, or whoever Because it they is. don't have anywhere to go and nobody uh -huh. wants them. Yeah, that's the they, worst they were thing. telling them, like, okay, when they said, okay, well, let's fill out the paperwork or let's stay with these kids for a little mm -hmm. bit, see if we like them, mm -hmm. and um, see if we like them. It, it sounds well, very, yeah. very bad. No, but it's, but, but it's, see but it can, is what it is. See if we're going to get along, you uh -huh. know. But um, he was telling me that the social worker told him, was like, hey. You don't want these kids here. He's like, I know you, you like the kids, but... From previous people that told us they you they can't handle them, mm -hmm. so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have to warn if, you. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna warn you, and this is yeah, this is basically we're gonna, they almost told them like this is your two two week free trial. If you don't want them, like we'll it's, take it's, back. it's, it's, it's a very understandable. It's been mm. it's happening with them in the process, yeah. so it's very that. So Tony said, "No, we're gonna keep them. We chose them. We like them. You know." 
we stayed they stayed with us for a couple of days i want them i'm gonna adopt them mm-hmm. and they they said okay and they kept checking up on him after and after and after and tony told me that they were the most like like real big troublemakers yeah. and yeah. and they had they have adhd and i i forgot what else they take but yeah. but recently i think they started taking medication for it so it's mm-hmm. really helped them but yeah. tony said that they've they've changed yeah a oh lot. no they're they're they, good kids and he's very strict with them. Oh, yes. Him and Marisela, too. Yeah. I remember one of the boys said, Dad, why do we have to mow our lawn when, or clean our, our yard when the neighbors uh, have somebody who come and does it for them? He says, uh-huh. yeah, that's because their dad doesn't love them. He doesn't <laughs> want to teach them how to work. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are not going to have a gardener and not going to have a pool, but you're going to have to do it yourselves. <laughs> yes. And like, yeah. like, I, I love Tony. And he, the, the way that he raised his kids, he's it's good. it's very he's respectable. Good. And mm-hmm. I, I love the way he did it. It's very like, all right. We're going to have, he, at one point, he almost had like a little farm in his backyard in Reading. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, you see that? Yeah, he, so he had the, the chickens, yeah. he had the guineas, and he had mm-hmm. um, the silky, the silky chickens, the little furry yeah, ones. Yeah, the furry ones too. And they had the two dogs. Yeah. It was Koa and Lassen, I think, the German Shepherd. I have a picture of him. I think he only had the one when we went. Only one? Uh-huh. uh-huh. The other one had died, I think. The, Oh, maybe it was last, and I have a picture of him. No, it was it was a uh, it was the first one. Koa, Koa, Koa is the little like bulldog. The little bulldog uh-huh, one, uh-huh. Yeah. and then now he has a German Shepherd. Oh, I don't think he had that when we went. To, but he's always loved dogs. He's always loved dogs. Yes, and I, I love his dogs. His dogs are. Si sabes, Papa, que es el hijo de Chabela, la hermana de Elba. Doesn't he look like Tony? Ulises. Ulises. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that was the one. This one is the one we saw. We didn't see yeah. that one. I think that was Koa and this one's Koa. Lassen. I yeah. think. He just had the one dog when we went, right? Yes, he yes. just had the, Koa. The little bulldog. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I love this house. I thought it was so pretty. It was, mm-hmm. My mom's doing very good. Yeah, she's working. She's staying busy. And my dad, too. Yeah, always working. Oh, my, yeah, always working. Yes. <laughs> so everyone knows my mom. Always working. Yeah. Yep. And, like, even Tony's house, it wasn't very... It wasn't the nicest out of all the houses that were there, but it was still... It was very nice. A really nice house. And he, did you go after he had already done the remodeling to the kitchen area and everything? Yes. Yeah, that was Beautiful. Nice. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. The first time I walked in, it was just like, wow. Uh-huh. Like change. This, it was very nice. Yeah. It's like they had the marble tables and they had yes. the, like... Everything was so... It really fit the so house. So clean, so big. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. I liked it. And I, I loved it. Are you going to go visit him now? And where yeah. is he now? Tennessee? In Tennessee. Oh, yeah, yes. Tennessee. He, mo- he moved out to Tennessee. And I, yeah, I've been asking We're him. We're planning on going. Oh, I think really? Melissa's going in a couple of weeks. She'll go by and visit him. I've been wanting to go. And since me and Tony are are out like outdoors people, mm-hmm. so he was just, <laughs> we're outdoors people. And so he was just like, it's snowing. We're not going to be able to fish. Uh-huh. And if you want to hunt, season's already over. Uh-huh. There's not much to hunt unless he, he told me that he actually bought, um, um, no, he's leasing, um, 40, 4,500 acres. Oh my gosh. Just for hunting. Oh my gosh. And that's crazy. And so he, ha- yeah, he told me, he's like, oh, I have a lease for, I think 4,500 worth of acres and I'm leasing it. And he's like, I've been hunting there. And he says, it's really lovely. Yeah. And so, 
Yeah. But he told me, he's like, unless you want to go for squirrels or non-game animals, small game, he's like, we can go. He's yeah. like, you can come over. But I was like, uh, I'll, I'll wait a little bit until it, the melt, the snow starts Melts. to melt mm-hmm. so we can try to go fishing and do everything. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I've been wanting yeah. to go. I, I love Tony. Yeah. When we went, he he took us to a... What was another lake? Whiskey Lake, right? Whiskey Lake, whiskey yes. Lake. And Whiskey Town. Did you yes. guys go to Whiskey Town? Yes. yes. He took us all around, and he he taught us how to ride on the the kayaks and the paddle boats. Oh, the, oh yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I thought the kayaks was the most fun ever because I mean you're there by yourself, but you can yeah. go anywhere mm-hmm. and it's easy. Uh, no, I put it back in the freezer. Oh, the. Uh, yeah, no, I just put it back in the freezer. I didn't want it to go bad because chicken goes bad real fast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we went, and Emmett fell off the paddleboard, and the girls were just laughing, and they were trying to be polite and not laugh, but they uh-huh. couldn't help it. They couldn't <laughs> help it. Those, even, like, um, I think it's uh, the, the biggest one, the, the oldest one is mm-hmm. Kaya, mm-hmm. and she's such a mom. She's, yeah, uh, she's, she's always very, after the... She's always like, mm-hmm. oh, you kids need to do this, yeah. this, and this, and this. She and probably had more experience being, or remembers being alone more than probably the little ones. Because uh-huh. the youngest one, especially, she was still really little when they got her. They were all Just very baby. little, yeah. But I think Kaya was like six, five or six when they she, got she her. She was already older, yeah. Yeah, six or seven, maybe, I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. They're, they're good kids. Lovely family. Always in them. sports, which Always is good. A, they're track stars. They're yeah, really, they're the most athletic kids I've ever met, and it yeah. makes me feel like oh. No, I think <laughs> no, I think that that's how Tony keeps them um, busy mm-hmm. and not in and out, and out of trouble. Yeah, you know, because they're good kids. They're, yeah, it's like <laughs> and I it think, works. Yeah, it, it really does help. I went when I was out there. They took them to the basketball game or b- basketball practice, and I was watching mm-hmm. them play basketball. And they were they were like you know they were pretty yeah, good, decent, they were pretty decent, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, yeah, and then I think the other one does like track, and the the youngest one does track, and they said or cross country, and they she's wow. they were telling me that she was like a cross country star. She like wins and wins and wins, and she wow. just runs and runs and runs. And the other one, I think she does um, softball. Mm. And she's not the very best at softball, but she was also doing track, and they said good. that she was really good at track. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I, I love those kids. Yeah, we want to go. We want to go visit him. Tennessee. He's so nice. He really is. Mm-hmm. His birthday just passed not that long ago. Yeah, he just had a birthday. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then, yeah, we called him. I think it was, it's a it's a couple hours of difference, a time oh, difference. Oh, yeah, the time difference is a couple hours. And we called him when it was at 8, and he was already in bed sleeping. Yeah. And so we woke him up, and we are just like, oh, sorry. But yeah. it's like, happy birthday. I hope you had a good day. And, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Mm-hmm. I think that his my sister and, and his dad went to visit him mm-hmm. a while back. But, yeah. Yeah. It was I think it was when COVID had just started. It must have been last year. Last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was already there. Yeah, because he's been there, and I think he hasn't... I don't know if he's bought a house yet, but I think he's renting. He said oh. that the market, um, once one gets put up, you very have you have a very limited amount of time that you want to decide, to decide uh-huh. a yes or no. Because they, they sell pretty quick, because mm-hmm. it's, it's very big houses, and mm-hmm. you get a pretty large amount of land, you know, of land and mm-hmm. so they do sell, and it's very yeah. desirable out yeah. there, so... Yeah. Well, but if he's renting, that's fine. He mm-hmm. can wait for whatever he wants. He can w- whatever he wants. Yeah. yeah. Does he like it out there? Does he like? Yeah, he said he, he liked he, it he in Reading. Yeah, he said he loved it in Reading. Uh-huh. It was very Reading was very interesting when I went. It's like, mm-hmm. it's I don't know. It's 
it's very outdoors, but mm-hmm. it's very like. It's, well, there are towns close by. I mean, big cities too. Yeah, big uh-huh. cities too, and then you can even go to um, Sacramento, and yeah, then they have Sacramento, uh-huh. and then you can have the river there too. Yeah, and the it's river very that nice. was beautiful. The river is uh-huh. very, and then you have the the sundial, the sundial clock. I think it is. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That was very nice. And it's very. Yeah. I love it. You had a lot of things, and it's it's funny because Tony, when I first when he was first driving there, he's like, "All right, I'm gonna give you a heads up. There's a lot of crackheads here." Yep. It's just like it's just like they're everywhere. <laughs> he yeah, he's like there's, there's a lot of you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of people who are on drugs out yeah. here. Yeah. And so I just wanted to give you a heads up, just so you don't get scared or yeah. anything. And I was just like, nah, it's like it's fine, you know, like it, it's everywhere. Yeah. But he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. This place has an <laughs> absurd well, amount. The thing is, because it was legal up there in oh the, yes, yeah, in, in uh, Oregon, you could smell it. Uh huh. I mean, you walk anywhere and you smell pot. All over the place. It's almost like if everybody was walking down the street, this using because everybody smelled like pot. Yeah. Because they were growing it all over the place too. Yeah. But yeah, he told us, and I said, "How do you like your job?" And he says, "Well, one thing about my job is that they tell me they'll call me and say you have to come and give us some backup, you know, or we need you to come and check this out." He says, and they call me because there's a lot of Mexican people out here, the ones that are doing business or planting or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's Mexican people. And so then they think I'm one of them. So, you know, I can talk to them. And then yeah. when they find yeah. out that I'm really there, you know, yeah. to put the handcuffs on there and bring them in, you know, uh-huh. that's when they don't like it too much. He said, so I went to this one place and I'm walking and there was this guy laying there. So I walk over him. And then that guy says, oh, so how long has that one been dead? And I, what? He's dead? Yeah. <laughs> I just walked over that guy. <laughs> and he was dead. You yeah. know? So he says, that's scary at times because you never know. No, yeah. So. And it's... Uh, what was I gonna say? It's, it's. Oh yeah, he's told he's told me that out there since it's there's a lot of land out there that people mm-hmm. would purchase that there were, there would be growing out there when it was illegal oh, yeah. illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he told me that at times where he would try to go out there and bust the people and he couldn't find them, so he would just be in this humongous like at least two, three, four, five acres worth of just marijuana just mm-hmm. being planted just and being grown. That he told me that he would have to come home afterwards and the smell. Oh, yeah. would not yeah. come out of him, mm-hmm. out of his clothes for days. Yeah. And Marisol, she didn't, she wasn't a very big fan, but she knew it was part of work. Yeah. But it's it's like Tony was telling me, he's just like, dude, it's like sometimes, he's like, I would spend days out there walking around trying to find who's growing this because they're not there all the time. Yeah, they're, they're only there mm-hmm. when they need, oh, you know what? Let's throw fertilizer or whatever, whatever they do, whatever mm-hmm. their maintenance yeah. is mm-hmm. to keep them up. And he said that eventually they did catch him and it was a very yeah it was it's crazy well they don't want to give it up yeah they don't want to give mm-hmm. it up and it's it's really crazy yeah it's yeah. the life the atmosphere and everywhere yeah and then he tells me that or even when i was out there he told me he's like i want to move to tennessee because i heard that the branches out there are meant for retired people Oh. And it's very easy work. He's like, it's very minor. It's like, well, at most, you spend a whole day at the office just doing, like, filling out paperwork for some other cases. Hmm. I was just like, oh, okay, well, that's good for you. You know, it's not going to be that much work for you. And, and so it's on. not, is it a lot of work now? Or has he right, told you? He hasn't told me. We uh-huh. haven't talked that much. Uh-huh. I know that he's very busy. And yeah. I don't want to, like, interrupt and to yeah, yeah. throw him off. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to do this today. And mm-hmm. I call him. And, yeah. yeah. That's good, though. I wonder how he decided to get into that branch in, into, that into that field huh because mm-hmm. yeah. i knew he started off in border patrol border patrol yeah and he was he was doing border patrol for mm-hmm. the longest yeah time until he he was in el centro yeah he was in el centro he said for that, a long time he, he said there. that el centro was 
was, he didn't like it. He, he said he didn't like it. It was too hot. Mm-hmm. It was very, I think if I remember, it wasn't, it was very ghetto. Yeah. And he didn't really enjoy it. So he was just like, I got to find a way out of here. I can't stay here for the rest of my life in yeah. El Centro. So, it was good. Mm-hmm. Good to move out because it wasn't that great of an area. Yeah. Just everything. I mean, it's, you're right there at the border, basically. Mm-hmm. I've never and been to El Centro. And he lived in a nice house, but it was still, you know, it, it was still an area where you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. But he lived in a nice a nice neighborhood, but still people come in all over the place. I mean, they're, they're all over. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. And so that's how he was doing Border Patrol, and now he's, he was doing Homeland Security. But I think he moved from positions within the Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. So he was like a special agent and then an mm-hmm. agent and then just something else as an investigator. And he, yeah. I've, I've asked him. And what is he doing now? Because the last time I, he was undercover, but he was still with Homeland. Yeah, he was. I think he's still yeah. undercover. He might yeah. still be undercover. Uh-huh. He, yeah. Cause Someone he, had said that he had transferred to the CIA, but I thought, no. No. He hadn't said anything. No, like or maybe it's that confidential. Well, maybe it's that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the that. whole. Maybe he was never working for the Homeland Security. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was part of the FBI the whole time. Yes. yes. <laughs> he was part of the, the whole, whole. Oh, did you know about um, Mount Shasta? The aliens that yes, live in Mount Shasta. Yes. He <laughs> so, told us about that too. Yeah, it's funny. It's a huge. A huge it's a huge, huge theory. Huge, it's uh, very huge. So. No, but it's a huge mountain too. Oh I mean, yeah. It's like, the moment <laughs> yeah. you walk. You can see it, I mean, from uh-huh. every point you're at. And it's, I, I don't know what mountain we went up, but we went up a mountain. St. Helen is out there too, or no? I don't know. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But when we went up there, it was, it's very green and it's very yeah. peaceful. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost bliss. It's like so blissful. It's mm-hmm. really like, it's, you could just be staring out of the window and it, it, it almost feels like, calming yeah. and it's almost like it's almost like heaven if, yes. if this would if this was an image of heaven <laughs> to me it would it be, be. <laughs> this would should it be it's mm-hmm. like very peace and calming yeah. and you're yeah. going up through all this nature yeah. and we got we got to a point where we hit snow and we hit snow and we got out of the snow and it's a very weird temperature type thing you didn't it's, feel cold it's it was cold but the snow is cold but i was sweating i was yeah. sweating and then Oh, Tony was just like, he's just, he looked at me, he's like, how are you sweating? And I was just like, it's hot. And he's like, no, hot is in, in the in valley, is in Palm Springs, that's hot. <laughs> this is yeah. nice and, yeah. and ni- nice weather. And I was just like, no, it's, it's, it's hot, like I'm mm-hmm. sweating. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, but there's snow. And I'm just like, I don't know if it's just me that my body's reacting to it, but it's Maybe. like, yeah. but I was just like, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fairly hot mm-hmm. here. And but there's snow and it really threw me off but it's a lovely area yeah it is beautiful out there mm-hmm. beautiful when he told we me when he told me about the the mount shasta aliens that was really funny <laughs> you know things of this yeah and he he tells a story like if it's true like mm-hmm. if he believes it too i don't know if he, he was does. just like so there's this so he's like, <laughs> <laughs> so he i just him. want to i want to let like, you know <laughs> i want you to know <laughs> fair warning there's aliens here too and there's a great community yes. in the mountains he says yeah he's like there's a there's a there's a there's a society inside the mountain that is way beyond us yeah. and this and that and he's just like but yeah it's very lovely yeah I, and i really enjoyed it maybe because uh i i love the outdoors and the outdoors is very very yeah, nice it is just gorgeous out there mm-hmm. i liked it i thought it was really beautiful 
even after um, Reading actually went up in flames, that whole area. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember uh, that after that. And we called him, and he said that he was okay, but yeah. there was a big area around him that it was. Well, I was even out there. A good portion even caught up in flames. We, we had to evacuate. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. So it was, it was fairly interesting because at first, none of us were worrying. And then I started panicking, and Tony was like, no, don't be scared, like, you know? And I was just like, well, I'm not scared that something's bad going to happen. Like, okay, well, if the but house... But we know what we have to do in Yeah, case. I just, I just want to know. Like, I've never been in a situation like this before. We live, we're surrounded by dirt. Mm. What is, like, what, the only thing that's really going to catch on fire was we're going to... Yeah, it's like there's really nothing much to happen here in the, yeah. in, the, in the valley besides an earthquake. Okay, we've all been prepared for an earthquake for the longest time. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. And he's just like, mm-hmm. if most, we're going to have to evacuate. I don't know if the worst houses are just, our house is just going to go up in flames. And it's, it's going to be it. We just got to make sure to take the dogs out and try to let the animals. We got to just. He was all let, calm. He was very calm. Yeah. He was just <laughs> like, we, the house is just going to go up in flames. But you just know, make sure we're okay. <laughs> we just got to make sure that we're okay and the animals are okay. And that the, the farm animals, the guineas and all that, we're mm-hmm. going to have to um, let them free. We're just going to mm-hmm. get them out of their cages so they could try to fight for their, for their lives because mm-hmm. there's no way themselves. we're going we're, to... Mm-hmm. It's going to be the Hunger Games. It's going to be survival of the fittest yeah. in a minute. But he was telling me and it just started, it started increasing. And the amount you of... You could feel the heat? Not the heat, but you can see how the much smoke. the smoke mm-hmm. and how much it was yeah. catching in flames. And if you... if I don't know if you've ever seen a wildfire just spread mm-hmm. it is like it's it's incredible how it's, fast it goes i probably watched about five acres burn in five seconds Gosh. and it's it's very it was it's like i blinked i blinked and i saw a whole new portion of the mountain that go was up gone. And that mm-hmm. was that was gone and i it, then i then that's when i started really panicking mm-hmm. and their neighbor had um um a a thermal uh what was it thermal binoculars so you can see how much it was oh, the temperature uh-huh. of the mm-hmm. of the flames mm-hmm. and everything like that so and this man this man has to be like 60 but he was very like young in heart he yeah. would ride a skateboard around the community oh and he had an electric skateboard <laughs> yeah. and he had uh binoculars and he had the thermal binoculars and then tony said that he was very into technology yeah. at his at his age and so Mm-hmm. He said it was really cool, and all of them had to evacuate, and we evacuated into one of his uh, friends' house. And he was—he was also part of the government. He was also—he was in ICE. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. So, I, but it was—it's it, really crazy watching a, yeah. a fire go up. So you were there when the fire was going up. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then the second round of fires happened when I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. That was, I think, last. Year I went yes, afterwards oh, okay. and I watched. I looked at the aftermath and mm-hmm. we went fishing, and it was it was very it was really sad to see all everything to burned see down. everything burned down. It's like you watched um and you had seen everything green before. And I've seen everything green before, and I seen the houses that used to stay there, and the houses that were built there and everything. And we went to go fishing, and I was just like, we started going through, and it was very. It was it was really sad. It's mm-hmm. like we're driving through these canyons, and you you look to your left, and it's acres and acres of just burnt trees. And you look to your right, and it's probably green. It's it's like strictly yeah. something that was saved. And you look to your left again, and you see a house that was burnt down. And the only thing that's left is the foundation. And yeah, that's sad. 
and the foundation and you look to your right and you look at a house that still stands and it's almost just like wow it's it's just like it's really it got so close yeah. it got, it got so, so close and yeah. these people got lucky that their house didn't mm-hmm. get burned down mm-hmm. but these people unfortunately weren't lucky enough yeah. to for gone. their house and yeah. it's and it's gone and it's yeah really really insane yeah that's too bad yeah well one of these days maybe we'll get to go yeah to visit tony <laughs> I love to it. hunt <laughs> yeah it's really nice it's I don't know if I'd be killing anything. I'd probably feel sad. Poor <laughs> <laughs> thing. Poor things. Yeah. Shoot it and then go over there and try and give it first aid. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a bandaid? <laughs> oh, yeah, it wraps him in the car. <laughs> Tony, get the wrap. It's like, no, we're going to eat him. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, most likely. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I got into it. I don't know how I got into the very the outdoors and mm-hmm. all that stuff i don't know if it's just all of a sudden i felt i did something and i fell in love with it you liked it and yeah. i just loved it and ever since then i'm i yeah oh you so, did yeah so it first started those with are hard to use the crossbows it is i have a video of the crossbow too i love shooting it and i also so first let me um i started off with fishing Loved fishing. I was going, I was even going to like country clubs to go fish. And so to get into country clubs, you have to know someone. So I knew a couple people that lived in some country clubs. And there was also some open golf courses that I would go fish. And the way I found out there was fishes in the lake or in the ponds was here in California, every man-made source of water has to have an ecosystem to it due to due to the control of mosquitoes because if you uh, just have unsettled water mosquitoes uh, are yeah, just going to come breed. in and they're going to read and then <laughs> we're going to have an infestation of mosquitoes here yeah. in the valley and i found that out that was i we went to a golf course literally across the street and that from my house all i had to do it was an open golf course all i had to do was yeah the, yeah by the bridge next to next to walmart and it's yeah. that gap i forgot what it's called the cimarron Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Cimarron. Uh-huh. yeah. So they have a small little pond. Uh-huh. And I saw it and I'm like, it looks deep enough. It looks like it has to have something to it. So <laughs> there must be fish. I'm like, there must be fish. <laughs> so I started fishing there and started fishing there. Couldn't catch anything for the first couple of days that I went. And my friend that was with me, he was just like, he was doubting me. He was like, there's no fish in here. There's no fish in here. There's no fish mm. in here. I'm just like, there's no. F-. He's like, the reason why we're not catching fish is because we don't, we haven't found what they like. And he was just like, Peanut butter sandwich. Peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> we threw him a steak and everything. <laughs> we just, started looking like the Thanksgiving table. It was just like we're there sitting underwater. <laughs> Let's see what they like. Let's see what they like. But eventually I figured out some, these were some picky fish. I'm going to tell you that. We spent four days trying to catch them and they wouldn't, they wouldn't do anything. So eventually I saw something and I'm like, huh, maybe they're not big fish and maybe they're little fish. Let's find out. So I threw in a small little bait. And I, I just started throwing in, throwing in. Eventually, I caught something. And it was Ooh. the most exciting thing yeah, ever. Of course, it, was, yeah. it was just like, man, we spent days trying to catch fishes. <laughs> and we finally caught fish. Mm-hmm. And it was very it was very exciting. Yeah, and I fell in love with yeah. that excitement. And even the exci- this excitement still doesn't go away. Good. And it's, Good. You like it. And I, I loved <laughs> it. And I really, I really got into it. And I spent maybe a couple hundred dollars into into like fishing, fishing equipment, gear. Uh-huh. fishing gear, and then the baits, and then the mm-hmm. tackle, and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. I, I fell in love with it, and I told Tony, and me and Tony went fishing. We went out 